Welcome to Kill the Rabbit Podcast. This is Ryan. And this is Wayne. And this is episode 9. So, in this episode, we were talking, and the projects are going well. Um, well, at least, I mean, for me, this week, I finished that message queue, message queue thing that I said I was going to finish, uh, only to find out that I will need to rip it out and replace it either now or later, so I'm kind of having to make that decision. Um, so that kind of touches on what we were discussing with regard to the podcast. It's it's from two generations, um, from two individuals in vastly different industries. I mean, not really. I mean, you're in the technical industry vocationally, but as a writer, that's different than some would say a programmer, more of a creative versus analytical Right. Um, so, just getting down to the gist of what it is, the podcast uh, itself, um, and what it represents to the audience, to ourselves. Um, we were talking earlier, I, I don't like listening to podcasts where I hear uh, the CEO of a billion-dollar company telling us all the steps that he did to make a million dollars and how his life is so great. I don't find that interesting. I don't find that I'm able to identify with it, and that's frustrating with me, or for me. Um, for myself, I, I think the project is important to discuss, um, but I'm starting to learn uh, it may be wiser or more pertinent or, or prudent to apply some of the struggles that I'm going through in generalities so that we can have... Um, a deeper discussion, you know, like if I tell you about, um, you know, what are the differences, pros and cons between Node.js and Django, you have no clue what I'm talking about, right? Uh, so right. We, have, we have a complete disconnect. But if I tell you, I built this system, and then I realized that it's going to cause me problems in the future, which is a real story, and I'm going to have to pull it out either now or later, what are the pros and cons? Um, you know, a really good example would be uh, either going to the dentist or having work done or or work as in, like, mm, on your house and things like that. There's things that you can put off. There's other things that you can't, right? If the engine light's on, probably wise to go to the mechanic. Um, but there are a lot of reasons that we don't take the car in or do those things because it's expensive or it takes time. Um, so I've just been thinking about that a lot this week because I've been kind of talking to some people that have listened to the podcast. And, you know, I'm, I'm realizing after listening to it myself that it may not be the best use of my time to go that deep into the tech. Even though I am a developer, our audience is most likely not going to be software engineers to a T. Does True. that make sense? True. So, so like, for instance, for this week, right, the, the good topic is, you know, change it now or change it later. So a lot of the reason that I would want to change it now is that I don't have to deal with the issues later. Um, but there's a lot of pain in that because I've spent a lot of time designing something um, and, and then I'm going to have to replace it completely. So in research and development, we have a thing that we say that... Uh, you know, if you're talking to a project manager and they'll say, what's the percentage that it's done? You could say, 
if you're in research and development, you would say it will be done when it is a hundred percent complete. Like, okay, well, when is that? And it's like, no, that's what you don't understand. I can research and develop a thing like I'm doing right now and get it to 95% only to realize I got it working only to realize that it may not be the best choice. So now I have to scrap it. So at 95%, it represents 0%. Even though the progress is there, you're not you're having an issue with... Um, does that make sense? It's kind of like... So I think in analogies, and I think a lot of people learn through analogies, but as I'm listening to you, I'm thinking, you know... You, you get this thing that you're going to put together for your kid for his birthday or Christmas. It's one of these put-together things that comes with all the pieces, and it's got instructions. And and so you start working on it. And if someone were to ask you, how long is it going to take you to finish that? Well, you might be able to come up with a fairly good answer because the end product is in front of you on this sheet. You can see what it's going to look like. You know that, that the... That's a realistic goal that's out there that you will achieve that status of completion and it's going to look like this when you're done. What you're talking about is we're not sure exactly what's going to have to happen in order for it to get to some state of what someone might call completion. It's a little too vague. Mm -hmm. And so when you talk about something being able to work uh, when you finish it, um, that, you know... I, I, I can understand what you're saying. You're putting all these things together, but that doesn't mean it's going to work when you get them all together. Because mm-hmm. um, you're still researching. So, like on mine, it's really more of a passion project. It, you know, is the technology important to talk about? Probably not, right? Like, if it's going to be applicable years into the future, I'm talking about technologies that will probably be gone. Right, but the concepts still remain. Do you make decisions that you know you need to now, or do you make them later? Um, you know, do you kill that character off now, or do you do it later? What are the repercussions of that type of decision? So, that's what that was my that's what I was thinking about about the podcast in general this week, and from polling certain certain people that have listened to it, um, n- nothing bad, just you know it's kind of frustrating for someone if they really want to understand something and they can't keep up with it. And it's not, it's not to their fault, right? They're not a software engineer, so they don't understand that. Right. On the, it's not as deep for them as it is for me as I'm talking about it. Well, and again, what we're, what we're saying is that, um, you know, you got all kinds of people out there uh, and you and I are a good example. Um, I can listen to you as you share your ideas and what you're doing and maybe I can get excited for you because I'm your dad, and it sounds like you're excited, and and um, from your talk you're making progress. But if I don't understand conceptually what in the world you're talking about, I'm not really entering into that level of excitement with you because mm-hmm. I don't know what the world you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and not knowing if I'm going to sell it in the future, it may not be the wisest choice to air all that out online. Right. So. You know, it's not to be mean or against the open source community of share everything. No, obviously you shouldn't share everything. Um, Like we were talking, you're not going to read every part of your book as it's being completed. Because that kind of takes away from the shock when when you have the turn of events. But, um, so this last week, I was proud of myself that I did complete that thing. 
I still think that going over goals for the week is really crucial and important. But on my side, on your side, I think it's fine. I think it's fully digestible, everything that you're saying. Because it's more in generalities. Everybody's read a book. Everybody's followed a character. Those things are very, um, those touch points are very real for people. Whereas if I'm talking about a very deep technology stack, it's not going to, it's great for me, but it, you know, what is the point? So for me, for this, for this next week, I did find something that I'm going to replace it with, and it is going to be uh, 10 times better, and it'll be able to kill three birds with one stone. So this week I'm going to implement that. I've actually been more inspired um, I changed my schedule around before I was working out in the morning, and then when I would get out of work, I would work on the on the thing. And I realized that I'm really tired, and since my job is programming, so like I get out of work to go do more programming, it's just not as appealing. So in the morning, when I'm sharpest, I noticed that it's best to get up at earlier, like 5.30, I think, or 6.00. And I start working on it for a few hours, and then I go to work. Well, as I looked at my schedule and when I had actually successfully worked on it at night, it was only for a couple hours anyway, right? It's not like this six-hour marathon that I'm doing work on it. It never happens like that. So just take the two hours at night and put it in the morning. So I've changed my schedule around. So now I'm working on the thing in the morning, and I've been really inspired. And sometimes I'll work on it morning and night when I get out of work. Um, that I've seen a lot of progress. It's kind of it's kind of fun to see that color come back. Let me let me uh, stop you a second just to so see if I'm tracking with you here. You're making this change in your project because you see down the road there's going to be a problem. If you stay on track, you're going to continue to build a whole lot of things on top of this thing that needs to be changed. Mm-hmm. And if you don't change it now, you can see that eventually it's not going to work. Mm-hmm. Think of it like a rusty pipe with a pinhole leak. And through the years, you're going to increase the water pressure. Eventually, you're going to have a problem, and it's going to be a big problem. But the problem is when the problem actually manifests itself, so much is already dependent on it. That if it if I do decide to sell this in the future, that's going to be a major problem, um, and even for myself, it's going to be a major problem. So if it starts affecting critical systems that may put things in in harm's way, that's something that you have to be mindful of. So you just your mind just kind of took a, a jaunt down the road into the future, and you were able to see that your efforts now were going to eventually potentially be wasted kind of what really happened was i successfully completed it and got it working Mm -hmm. and as a developer whenever you complete something that's done now so what's next so then i finished it and i was like yes it's working and then i was like wait a minute hold on all these things are happening it's doing a bunch of work when nothing's happening like it it's just not a wise choice okay um but I didn't know. So sometimes, you know, it's not a rabbit trail. If you if you have to go down a little bit to see where it is you're going to go, if you have to climb the tree to see where the path goes, was climbing the tree effort that you expended? Yeah. But 
was it necessary evil yeah so it's a learning experience so coming to grips with that with myself that it's still a learning experience and to have fun with it is still an ongoing process okay I gotcha what happened for you this week well I had a real busy week you know I get tired of hearing myself say that matter of fact I I'm getting tired of hearing every time I ask people how they're doing they always say I'm really busy Mm -hmm. and so it was true I I put in a lot of overtime this past week and I was tired and so it's hard to write Uh, the good thing is is that I kept the goal in front of me and I said no I'm going to keep at it I'm going to keep at it now actually it has gotten harder to keep at it and Mm -hmm. um, I think the uh, the interesting thing that came to my mind as I thought about this becoming more and more difficult to stay focused um, I guess I you know, I, I realized that I'm the kind of person who would really like to be able to, to, to make a leap from one point to the end without a whole lot of stops in between. Mm-hmm. And that's a hard pattern of thinking to break. Mm-hmm. I mean, to be realistic about it, any learning experience is incremental. You just you learn a little bit with each time you do it, you know. Um, and it's just you build, mm-hmm. you build, you build, you build. Nobody, you know, starts off being a concert pianist without learning their scales at an early age, and you know they just can keep on building until they get to be where they're really good. We all know that, but you may not know enough about yourself until you put yourself to the test and and challenge yourself to persevere. When life gets tough, there's a lot of distractions, you're not getting enough rest, there's all these other things that need to be done, but to still stay focused on, I really want to do this. Now, I met with uh, my next door neighbor. Well, hold on real fast. Okay. W- with it becoming difficult, mm-hmm. from mine, it was, I knew it may be an issue. I, didn't, I didn't know or not know. I just kind of figured I'll deal with that in the future. Right. And then when I completed it, I was like, oh, wow, now I have to deal with this. I probably should have thought about this before. Is that it? Is it things in the book that you've been putting off that that you come back to them and you're like, oh, wow, they were hard then. Now they're still hard. But Yeah. yeah um, the difficulty factor of just every time I sit down to write getting back into it Um, and having that initial sense of okay now what what am I going to add to it here Mm -hmm. Um, when do you write in the morning or night I I don't have a particular time right now I I think that would be good to know Uh particularly since like at night is probably not a good time for me Um, there are better times obviously Um, but I'm still kind of thrashing around with that because of my own personal schedule of things that I don't control. Right. I I don't have the luxury of being able to say, hey, I'm going to write at this time every day. I just, it's not there. Because you'd be getting up at like 3, 830. It would just be too much. So anyway, I, um, it's been hard. I'm learning that I haven't been um, one who you would characterize as a persevering person. Mm -hmm. Um, on long drawn out tasks 
if you give me something to do that's going to be really hard and but it's only going to take a short period of time I'm great with that but if it's something that's persevering over a long period of time it's something that it's just dependent upon incremental learning and getting better at something I really haven't done so well at that so anyway one so of the maybe things, it's in anything that that runs the risk of you losing sight of the goal and being discouraged yeah and so it's really it's it's easy to find yourself thinking oh, I don't know how I'm going to get past where I'm at at this point uh-huh so anyway I I'm talking to my a neighbor and we were talking about the need to um, to make a change in my thinking because one of the things I told him was you know I start writing and I'm just really struggling with turning off the internal editor I'm writing it and I find myself still struggling with man there should be a comma there and hey that's not a complete sentence and you know that kind of stuff mm-hmm. or the other thing that's come up lately is I'm really trying to do something that I was that I came across with some articles that I've been reading about weaving the dialogue in with the narrative so that it's just kind of almost seamless instead of he said I'm going to the store she said blah 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 you know like in the same paragraph like typically yeah, there's a I mean, conversation uh, like split into lines yeah they, they they call them said tags where you mm-hmm. he said she said type of thing mm-hmm. and you want to get away from that type of thing so and and it's not that you don't use tags like he exhorted or she mm-hmm. you know cried out or whatever but you want to weave it in such a way that it flows that right. it's almost seamless. You want to do a lot of combining of that dialogue and narrative. And I thought, wow, that's really cool. But you know what? That's a writing skill. Okay. One of the things that uh, my neighbor had said to me, he says, you got to understand something. There's two distinct skills that we're talking about here, reading and writing. Hmm. You are writing, but you're also reading at the same time. And that's interfering with your writing. If you will, really work hard at turning off that reading lens that you have on your writing and just write the story get the story down work towards getting uh, as much as you can from start to finish and just move along quickly and I've said that before moving along quickly but that's not an easy thing to grasp Mm -hmm. because you still want to slow down you say well it's not really said quite right don't worry about that Mm -hmm. Just write, 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 write. Don't Your worry about check. all this other stuff. Um, because what will happen is the next time you read through it, and, and it's really true. He was right about this. The next time I read through what I've re- written, I will pick up a lot of those things that need to be changed. But the most important thing is is to be able to look at a page and say, wow, that's, uh, that flows together well. It's not written well. It needs to be mm-hmm. changed and edited. But as a first draft, that makes a lot of sense okay mm-hmm. i wouldn't want to read a book that's written like this but then again all you've done is just written in raw form in order to uh, to have some kind of flow and then you come back around to develop this other area of it as a separate thing the editing of it the going through and saying you know what this little conversation between this person and this person I'm going to just work on that a little bit to really bring out the emotion and 
and develop the character through that interaction uh, for the reader. But that's a secondary thing. And so that was really good to understand that. Mm-hmm. Now, one last thing that came out of our time together that, that was really cool. Uh, I told him, I said, you had said before that, you know, as you start to write a book and you start really getting into it and developing it and you're hanging in there, it does take a life of its own. Mm-hmm. And there are certain twists and turns that you struggle with a little bit and you keep banging away at it. And then all of a sudden something happens. Well, this last week, something happened where I realized that I needed to introduce another character. That character will be the key for me getting through this Mm. swamp that I can't seem to get through. I needed a different character in order to get to that next point. And that character is also going to be a key in understanding what is yet to come. I realize that's kind of cryptic, but what I'm saying is that the neat part of it was is that I realized that, that I was trying to make certain characters bring about a certain end, Uh. and there was one character in there that didn't, he wasn't going to play that role. His character demanded that he take a back seat. There needed to be another character who would take the plot to the next level. And that was really kind of cool. Um, and, and I've introduced a little bit more intrigue, which is what you need to do. You want to tantalize mm-hmm. the readers so that they feel like, wow, that's cool. I wonder what's going to happen next. So. so when you're writing it, do you get the sense of, like like you were saying about how you do spell check and reading what you're writing as you're writing it to check yourself? Do you find yourself doing that with, like, characters or information to say oh well, I can't do that and not and not realizing like I'm the writer like I can do whatever I want yeah well once you if you do a, a good character profile on your people that are in it um, early on it's a whole lot easier to know what they will or won't do mm-hmm. um, if you've got a character who tends to, to be a little bit fearful a little bit hesitant uh, you're not going to put them in a situation where they need to be bold and daring mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because it won't make any sense. Mm-hmm. And so as I'm writing this book, you know, and it's about you and your sisters, right? Well, I remember what you guys were like, and I found myself, I, I had you doing something in the story, and then I realized he would never do that. Mm-hmm. This would have to be his sister doing that because that's her character. Interesting. And... So it it um, it kind of carries you along after a while, and and even my neighbor told me he says don't don't uh, you're doing well, don't give up because it actually will start to get easier. And I said oh good, <laughs> so, that's awesome. So it was good. It was very good. So in this experience, do you feel like this is something you could do for the rest of your life? Not yet, <sighs> but um, I, I one last thing on this. I, I did tell him, I said, you know, one of the things that I'm really learning from this that has been so beneficial, I'm learning, I'm realizing the benefits of persevering. Mm-hmm. And even when you don't know where you're going to go next, to not quit, to just keep it in front of you. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing when you do that, how your mind begins to put pieces together to find a way to do it. Mm-hmm. And I think so many times that's the difference between people who quit too soon and the ones that last to the end. Was one more intelligent than the other? 
No, I think sometimes it may have to do with one was willing to stay in the cooker long mm -hmm. enough or in the kitchen, whatever, longer than the other one was until the answers finally came. Well, and by the same token, you've always discussed wanting to talk to either it's the neighbor or some other author to kind of get an idea of not necessarily a mentor as much as just a, someone's been on the path mm -hmm. to say, hey, what's it like? What do I need to look out for? Blah, blah, blah. That kind of stuff. Right. So the one thing that I notice is that you didn't have anything to bring to the table. And what I mean by that is, you know, you don't go to a woodworker and say, hey, how do I build a mailbox? You try to build a mailbox, bring it to him and say, what did I do wrong? So like going through that experience of putting something together that's raw instead of um so like i would do that with this with this passion project i think about it write it down all the ideas in the world no application so you can talk trash all you want like you know in the tech industry we'll talk trash about facebook or snapchat or whatever but you try to put that tech together and serve it out to 600 million people it's not an easy task no so the fact that you've never done it before and, and if you are on that level, you understand that thing, but it all started from one code base that you put together. So by putting something together, I had something to critique. By putting something together, I had something that I could look at and say, this system won't work long term, I need to swap it out. But in order to do that, I had to have that initial piece already coddled together. So the cool thing is that you've always wanted to talk to these people, but now you're actually able to go and have him be able to him or her wh whoever it is to be able to give you feedback on something that you actually did put together which takes a lot more effort right how many times do you talk to people that say i want to be a writer i hear it a lot oh what have you written nothing I hear it from programmers, right? I want to get a job as a programmer. I'll ask them, well, what do you have on your GitHub account? GitHub is where I can publish code. I have lots of code on GitHub that I wrote. Oh, I don't have that. And that tells me that you're not passionate about it. doesn't mean that you're not a good programmer, but it tells me that your heart isn't, like you don't do it for fun. But if you do it for fun, I can teach you the other things that you need to know. So like coming to that person and coming to like the neighbor with the, with the writing, and already having something is almost even harder because you're like, judge me, look at the, you know what I'm saying? Those people typically are people who have read something that someone else has written or mm -hmm. maybe seen some code that they thought was really cool. And so that's where they come off thinking, I'd, I'd like to do that. But at some point you got to jump into the pool. Mm-hmm. And until you do that, you're not going to experience what it feels like uh, to be a, a, you know, new to the water, mm -hmm. uh, because there are mistakes that are made by all of us as we start off on something. Are you up for that? Mm -hmm. Or not? well, and having that having that always willing to learn mentality. Mm -hmm. um, I talked to a person. Uh, I don't remember who this was. But uh, we were discussing a various subject in computer science. Um, they were bound and determined that uh, it was something about, uh, it was machine learning. I think it was machine learning. Um, or artificial intelligence in general. 
uh, the person stating, well, you know, it's that way because it's just a stupid program that does this. And it's like, okay, is it a program that performs the, the task? Yes. Do you understand the intricacies of causing it to work? No. So when I'm approaching a project, I've learned more and more as I become more experienced. Never look at something and say, oh, I've done that before, that's easy. Because you haven't done it before. And when you get into it, you realize, wow, this is really hard or really different or really mm-hmm. more a lot more fun than I thought it would be. I mean, on the up and up or, or just on a side note, do you are you having fun? Right, yeah. No, you for me, yeah. I, I think I am now, but I <laughs> I have to say I um if if you've had a hard time sticking with something, mm-hmm. I can see where it would be difficult to see yourself keeping up with that and, and following it through to the end because you really haven't stayed with it long enough. Mm-hmm. Now, I think one of the aha moments for me was um, my wife, I think at one point, said, well, I don't think you really want to write. And I said, well, no, I, I really do. And she says, well, you don't, though. You're, you haven't been. Mm-hmm. And I said, hmm. So I thought about people. that for a while, but, but re- what really hit me was that, okay, and this is what I told her, I said, uh, there have been a lot of things that I've started that I haven't finished that I'm no longer doing. Does that mean that I don't want to do anything? Mm-hmm. Uh, or does it mean that I just need to learn to persevere? Well, and on the flip side, I thought the same thing as I, when I was in high school, I read books constantly. You know this because I was homeschooled. On average, I was reading like 750 pages in a month. Uh, it's just a crazy amount of stuff, right? Did I learn anything? Yeah, I learned a lot of stuff. Didn't apply any of it. So it's like, do you want to be a, an inventor? Or do you just want to be a thinker? Mm-hmm. Right? Because a writer writes. A programmer programs. They don't think. They actually do. So getting to that. And I fight. It. It's not. I don't fight with them. My wife is very factual. So it's like, she's the same way. You know, well, where is it? It's like, hold on. You don't understand the entry. <laughs> They're not, but their statement isn't discounting the intricacy or the complexity or how difficult it is. They're just stating the obvious, which is, where is it? So show me. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I love this so much. I want to be a writer. But you have nothing that you wrote. Yes, but I want to be a writer. But the fact still remains that you have nothing that you wrote. When you think of there's a lot of people out there that, that have diplomas on their wall and that have certain things that they've placed around them so that when people see those things, they'll envy them or wish they were them or um, admire them mm-hmm. or honor them or whatever. Uh, but many many times those things are just a front. Mm-hmm. They don't. Uh, there's no backing behind them. You know, um, We can talk a good talk about a lot of things, but unless we have something to show for it, mm-hmm. um, it's really meaningless. So, um, next week, I'll continue and bring to the table things and struggles that I've encountered, and I think you will do the same. Um, just because, I mean, our, our status update is we're going to com- keep on keeping on. Right. But I think that the content, 
well, two questions. Number one, is it okay to bring that content to the podcast? And that's the kind of the topic that we're going to talk around because it's fresh in our mind. And something that's fresh in your mind is probably more interesting. Mm-hmm. And two, is that type of thing where you would like to go? I'm comfortable with doing that. That way I'm not getting too technological and doing the rabbit trail, which is essentially what's happening is I'm just going on a rabbit trail and saying a bunch of acronyms that no one understands. <laughs> and it, it, for me, I listen to it and I laugh, but I'm the only person that's laughing, right? Because most people aren't going to understand what on earth I'm talking about. So there's no point. And you, most importantly, do not understand what I'm talking about. And we're on a podcast together. So right. What do well, you think about you know, that? you know, there's a there's a limit to how vague you want to be. I mean, you, like you said earlier, I'm not going to read, uh, you know, my entire book on mm-hmm. the podcast because there's that would be crazy. Um, but I am going to give some details as I go along um, that are, you know, they're kind of peripheral. They're mm-hmm. not they're not going to give away anything, but kind of gives you some something you can put your hooks into and say, oh, okay, I see what you're talking about. The reason I say that, you know, I'll be talking about the fact that this is a book about a children's book that Mm -hmm. I started, and it was a story that started years ago when you kids were just tiny, tiny, and and, uh, now I'm trying to put it into book form. Um, And, but I I think, you know, interweaving the, the struggles that I'm having trying to, you know, get it off the ground and everything but also some of the things I'm learning about writing mm-hmm. and um, uh, but I'll also probably read some excerpts from it mm-hmm. and, if you if you uh, want to and um, or read us the ones you're gonna cut <laughs> <laughs> but so the gist I think the main point and I think the point of why we started the podcast it's the process right it's the journey. It's not the tech on my side. It's not the subject contents, particularly of your book specifically, but it's that process. And I think that we're going, you know, is it a breeze writing the book? No. Is it a breeze for me to do my passion project? Not at all. So why is, what's, what's going on? Well, there's obstacles and things that happen that are frustrating. That's what I think we should talk about. Right. Okay. Do you agree with that or do you disagree? That's fine. That's fine. Because um, I think that's something that we, we set the continuity because our project is continuing into the future, but we're also fleshing out that content where it becomes meaningful to both of us. And that's not, this is totally not on your side as much as it is on my side. Because I noticed that I would discuss in previous podcasts real specifics about the technology, and it's just, we're not having a dialogue at that point, right? We're just chatting. You can go read this online and have the same effect, right? But uh, so I think next week we'll keep going, um, and then we'll bring bring it to the table all the problems and rabbit trails and things that happened. Yep. Do you have anything else? Oh, uh, I mentioned this also in another podcast about setting some goals, and I have not. I have been. I'm a failure in that, so I need to remedy that and and, uh, because i think that will help me i need Mm -hmm. some things to shoot for Mm -hmm. that will keep me going particularly since it's been so hard to stay with it right now i've had so many things going on in my life that uh, i don't have any control over but i i think it really still helps to have a goal that you're still 
maybe making slow progress, mm -hmm. but making some progress towards. So I agree with I, that. I'm going to work on that and see if I can nail down some more concrete, measurable goals. So I'll give goals, but they'll be more digestible. Okay. So mine is the thing that I discovered, I'm going to sub it out this week or try to. If it's as easy as I think it is, I think I think it'll end up being a good thing overall and save me a lot of pain. But as we all know, those thing nothing ever turns out as you think it does. So I'll bring all those adventures next week. But that's it for me. <laughs> okay. Bye. Bye-bye.